1: Welcome to the Better Call Saul podcast brought to you by Baltic Effect. My name is Sadie. That guy's name is Trent. Hello. That guy's name is Nick. Hello. Hello. And this episode was not called Jell-O, although it was supposed to be. Um, <laughs> and therefore, it is called Alpine Shepherd Boy.
2: That's messed up. Was it really supposed to be called Jell-O?
1: It was, and Jell-O wouldn't let them.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Fuck you Jell
1: Fuck off. And what's funny too is like Hello? this was the first one that they went with the O thing and they're like, Ooh, Jell O, we should call all of them O things and then this is the one that they couldn't call Jell O
2: Can we can we just all start like a boycott for Jell O brand Jell O?
1: Yeah, fuck you guys.
2: Like go with the fucking store brand. <laughs> like don't don't buy Jell-O. They're a bunch of fucking pricks. Why would they not? They could have put Jell-O brand Jell-O brand Jell-O cups in the episode. It would have been fucking dope. Yep. Fuck them. Fuck them in their yeah, stupid c- asses. C- there
1: was a thing right on my soap opera.
3: Cinnabon gave oh. them some love.
1: Yeah, Cinnabon totally yeah. loves them. So there was a thing on my soap opera several hundred years ago when um, th- these people wanted to gross, um, like make love in like a bathtub full of Jello, but they mm-hmm. couldn't say Jello, so they just kept calling it gelatin. Ew.
2: Yeah, that's gross. That ew. word's gross. Yeah, no. Ew. <laughs>
1: like, like, yeah, cherry Jello, sure, but gelatin, ew, no. There's
2: another name for Jello, like what it was called before the product recognition kicked in. And uh-huh. if you ever watch, this is why I think it's so weird. Um, I have like this like I I have like a psychosis in the back of my mind that could the switch could flip one day and I go full blown thinking this is the reality and that is that uh everything's a, like a lie like history's a lie to me which most of it really is we know this but yes. like the what I'm getting at is I see some things that people used to use a long time ago like like older tools from like the early settler days and I'm just like it's so crazy that are like it it almost looks like they're backwards engineered for, from the technologies that we use in modern times or our modern yeah. tools and not the other way around. It just seems – for me, it just seems weird, and one example is if you watch – which is a you know, very different time period. But if you watch the original Psycho and the, the Vince Vaughn Psycho,
4: uh-huh.
2: there's a scene where the person that is doing William H. Macy's part in the original one, the detective guy uh-huh. – um. I think William H. Macy was that guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, well, William H. Macy says, if it don't gel, it ain't jiggle. It ain't jello. Or if it don't jiggle, it ain't jello. It's something mm-hmm. like that. In the original one, he says, if it don't gel or if it don't jiggle, it's not. And he says another word. And oh, it doesn't really? sound like, you know, jiggle and jello. They both start huh. with J that kind of fits together in a saying. The other one doesn't. And it's huh. like that. It seems like you would do that if you were making like, fun of the like new one. If it Virginia don't jiggle, Hill. it's
1: not bricks.
2: It's not like a, not aspartame, but it was something like that. Oh,
1: oh, 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 I yeah. Oh, aspic,
2: aspic. If it don't jiggle, it's not aspic. It's like yeah, it's aspic. Does it not seem like uh. you, like that's? Does it not seem like if you were going to like let's say we made Psycho in the time when Vince Vaughn made it and it was brand new, and then someone wanted to make one that looks like an older one. Mm-hmm. They would use that line to reference the newer one, but it wouldn't be as it wouldn't make as much sense as the Jello one because Jello and J they both, I don't know. That's why, where my psychosis begins.
1: So I seriously I want to talk about Better Call Saul, uh-huh. but I but but I love I love the remake of Psycho. Do you like it? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was good. I love it, and I've actually done a thing where I sat down with a like friend both of mine and we watched yeah. we watched ten minutes of one, and then ten minutes of the other, and we just went back and forth. It, <laughs> And it was really cool. It was super fun. And I love – I love so much the thing where he's looking at her through the peephole. And in the original, he's totally not jacking off. And in the second one, he's totally jacking (laughs) off. And it's so goddamn creepy. (laughs) It's creepy enough the first time. And they they don't show it. It's just like a slight sound, that like sound. It's like, ah, ah.
2: Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, What time is it though? Well,
3: to satisfy your title – O uh, fetish. Um, if you translate Alpine Shepherd Boy into Spanish,
1: it's five, it ends right? in an
3: O. It's Alpino Pastorcillo. Oh! Alpino Pastorcillo is Alpine Shepherd Boy.
1: And it also, Why didn't they do that? So, does it mean five? If yeah, yeah, uno, In our new, uno. newly
3: founded system of Spanish numbering,
1: uh-huh. yeah. ne- next week is called five o.
2: So. Uh, <laughs> so five o yeah. means six.
3: What time is six. it?
1: It is time, time is for it? the Sadie Bjork Popcast pod quiz, brought to you by Grapes. Because what are you fucking stupid? What's
3: that? You hear this sound? Yes. That was me dropping, dropping volume one of my notes on this episode.
2: Oh my god! There was
3: a lot of stuff.
2: Hang on, listen to this. You want no, to hear me drop? my There was notes? a lot of. Did you hear that?
3: No. Yeah, that I don't it. have any. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh. No, there fuck. was a lot of stuff in this episode.
1: So, um, this week, um, Lana gets two, Shane gets two, um, Mark gets two, and Bricktails gets two. Ooh. Bringing our totals to Nick for Lana nine, Shane ten, Mark eight, Nate two, Bricktails four, Trent zero. We're going to do uh, Lana's <laughs> first so I can close the one thing I have open. Um, what animal does Ricky have on top of his safe? Lana brought it this week. Um hm. Okay, Nick, I'm gonna ask you a question. Isn't an, is an ocelot a type of leopard? <laughs> no
3: uh, I don't know. I I I know it was a spotted cat, so I went with leopard.
2: Hmm. It's probably a leopard. I put Ocelot to be okay. funny. I didn't even know it was a cat remotely, so <laughs> And
1: and Lana Lana said Lana said leopard, so we're going we're going with Lana. Um N T one Zero Boom. I
3: think an Ocelot's uh,
1: really dead uh, so. What?
3: According to Wikipedia, the Ocelot is is known as the dwarf leopard. I am <laughs> gonna give
1: it to Trent. I'm gonna give it to Trent. Dude, it's I mean there's I'm giving it to you. <laughs> Thanks.
3: I feel uh, thank you so, for that, but like
1: I like Ocelots. And, and I and I know to what you refer also, so you also, you also get a style point for that. Um okay, uh um at what time do Saul and the Doctor Cruz have a conversation outside Chuck's room?
2: At what oh, um oh oh uh, oh she said it, didn't she? I like it's to ask sad. Lana's
1: questions that I don't even know, that I didn't even
2: notice. Mm-hmm.
1: Whoa, snap. All right, style point for Nick. Um uh Nick said sixty nine minutes past sixty nine o'clock.
2: Boom. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> You're getting it, man. Trent said 337.
1: <laughs> um, according to Lana, the answer is 1025.
2: 1025. I remember yes. the, the doctor said the time. She was like, it's whatever. What are you going to do? And it's like really unnecessary for the doctor to have said. I don't like this doctor character, just putting that out there.
1: Oh, <laughs> I have something to say about her. Um, Trent, do you remember her for, from season two of um, American Horror Story, Asylum?
2: Yeah, she's um, she's the enormous whoopsies' girlfriend.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so the guy on Bald Move today was saying, like, one of his greatest fears is being committed. And this scene was making him really, like, edgy because he was worrying about being committed. And huh. then she was the one whose girlfriend got committed for being a lesbian.
4: Yeah.
1: Boom, circle. That made me happy. Okay, so moving mm-hmm. on um, to these would be Shane TFSF's questions. Um Rodney is worried about what two companies getting their hands – oh, no, sorry. Never mind. Psst. What can Jimmy not accept as payment from Mrs. Strauss?
2: Oh, um, which I wonder if it's what I think it is. It has to be what I think it is. Boom.
1: That boom was you getting a point. Boom was Nick also getting a point. S&H green stamps. Yes. It was a thing when you used to go shopping, you'd get stamps, and then you'd fill up a card, and then you'd get free shit.
2: It's food stamps, or no?
1: No, no, no. No, it was like a thing where you could, like, you had a catalog, and then if you collected a certain amount of stamps, you could get things from the catalog. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember these from the 70s. They sort of died out around the early 80s, apparently. Oh. Okay, okay, where is the excellent facility that the doctor recommends sending Chuck? And also, where is Sadie's ex-husband from?
2: God damn it. You know I never listen to you. I know. Well, I never would have said this. Um, it's just god damn it!
1: If you listen to the show, you would also know the answer to that question.
2: I did, but I was, I don't. I don't. These are.
3: <sighs> I don't know about the spelling here, but
2: well, I definitely don't have it right.
1: Granted, <laughs> <laughs> it is not Denver, Nick. What is the correct answer?
3: Las Cruces.
2: Las Cruces. And it's C R U C E S. Las Cruces. Oh little-known fact: Los yes, okay. Ass is the correct pronunciation. Where you because they got Pardon his name me. when the uh, the Spanish would cruise for ass.
1: Yes, yes, Los, Los Cruz as. yeah, ass. Oh. Yeah. oh, moving on to questions <laughs> from Oh, hi, Mark. I'm learning history. Um, according to Mrs. Strauss, what is in short supply oh, these days?
2: Oh, <laughs> I know this one. I didn't remember who Miss Strauss was. <laughs> Moxie is correct. Very good.
1: Um, what is the speed limit leaving the garage, Mike's
2: garage? Are you fucking kidding me?
1: No. And I need that in U.S. American miles per U.S. American hour.
2: And also, what garage are we talking about?
1: The, well, the parking lot where he works.
2: Oh, okay. Let's go with the standard parking lot speed.
1: Ooh, Nick C.R. got it with five U.S. American miles per per U.S. American hour. And Trent only said 10 MPH, so he would have gotten it wrong anyway. You can't go five
2: miles an hour in a car.
1: You can't. You can walk faster than that. Seriously. Yep. Questions from Bruce slash Bricktails. Let's see. Okay. At Mrs. Strauss's house again. If Clarence drops out of college, who gets the girl with the geese? As long as she never remarries Frederick.
2: I fucking knew those those questions were going to be asked. I was going to have to know her that whole, whole stupid lady's family fucking tree.
1: One person actually put the entire thing, and I'm not making you do it.
2: Of so. course they did. That's that's the that see that's that shit. The average person not taking notes <laughs> is not going to retain that. There's no fucking way.
1: Um, Nick got it right with Helen, cousin Helen but I'll give it to you. Um, Trent said, your mom, not yours, Sadie, the proverbial mom, and then he spelled proverbial (laughs) right.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Um, On the uh, AMC uh, story sync, they had um, Jimmy's notes from the meeting with mm. Mrs. Strauss, (laughs) and it's like a It's a page of legal pad filled with names of Hummel figures, names of people, with circles and arrows going all over it. (laughs) That's so awesome.
1: (laughs) So when Mike gets off work, he goes to a diner. What day is that diner closed?
2: Shit. Let's just go with...
3: I think I have a one in seven chance of getting this right.
1: You do. Ooh, Trent said Sunday, Nick said Monday, which is correct. God damn it. It's true. Um, Monday was right. Um, yes, Monday was correct. Um, you know, I don't have anything super amazing that I need to rock, so um, Nick wins. Woo!
2: Yay.
1: Thanks, listeners. Bringing Nick's total to
2: five. All right. Congratulations for winning the quiz. You have to take Rain Man-like notes. Is, <laughs> I knew I knew there was going to be a fucking question about it. And I had the option. I watched it last night at, like, 2 in the morning, and I was like – I started taking notes. I was like – Fuck this. I just want to watch the episode. I've been Aww. up all night long. I've been wrapping beers in bubble wrap and, and <laughs> Ziploc bags to try and ship <laughs> back to Alabama.
1: But so here, and- here was Shane's actual question that I didn't do Shane's. So, Mrs. Strauss's Alpine Shepherd boy figuring is being willed to whom? Here's the answer, which I did not ask because no way. Her nephew Clarence, as long as he finishes college, otherwise it goes to her niece Raylene. But then she doesn't get the girl with the geese. That would go to Helen, as so long as she never remarries Frederick. No matter what, the two-headed, toe-headed twins go to Reverend Haynes' grandson. Reverend Lawrence's grandson gets the lute-playing angel because he was in the choir.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go Shane. Woo. Oh, I'm okay. sorry. That was actually that was Mark. Go. It was
3: Art. like tedious. It was it was tedious taking notes. It was like it was like I was Jimmy watching Matlock. That's that's how serious it was. <laughs> oh
1: okay, you guys, okay, wait, I have I have something. Wait. Nick, taking away your point for one second. Nick, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven points. Trent, you have one, two, three. I'm going to ask you this Lana question. I'm gonna do prices right rules, and you guys can bet points. Okay. And I guess Trent, you still can't even win, huh? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, you can't even win.
2: Yeah, he would have to. He would have to like lose all of his points, and I would. Oh yeah,
1: to... yeah. So yeah. if Nick bets any points, okay. Anyway, I'm just going to ask you because she asked, and it's so funny. How many steps did it take for Mrs. Strauss to get from her chair to um to Saul?
2: <laughs> Ooh, the closest without going over. Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm going to go. Hang on. I'm pretty good at
3: like envisioning <laughs> stuff, so. That's uh that's a funny question. I love that scene. It was it took so yeah, long. And, yeah, what you guys think about
1: it, I think yeah, I loved that scene too. I love how slow it was and how and Vince Skillion was saying also it's like, you know, that's what makes it funny. That it just like it just sits there. Ooh, Trent wins because it's fifty He said fifteen. Nick said thirty-six. It was twenty-six.
2: So, ah, damn! <laughs> yep. so got, uh,
1: closest without going over, but yeah, nice job, yeah, Lana, did. counting the goddamn steps. That's that, amazing. That was fun.
2: And also, what are you doing with your life, Lana? What are you? You're counting the steps of an elderly lady. Um. So,
1: uh, Chuck, Chuck gets arrested for the newspaper thing. Sad. Terrible. Any comments about that scene?
2: It was. I was pretty horrifying to watch for me, just because. Like, imagine if someone's like allergic to peanuts and they get shot with a peanut gun. You know what I mean.
1: I know, and did I knew? I knew they were gonna tase his ass. Like the second they showed up, I'm like, oh, please don't tase him. Oh.
3: I just have to think that Albuquerque. It must be the safest city in the world because the police come if a newspaper gets stolen. It's true.
1: I think yeah, it's it more than that. I much. think I think she's freaked out by the guy who hasn't had electricity, who comes running out in his space blanket and
3: you know, <laughs> and, yeah. you know
1: like he could. He, what if he does something crazier later?
3: Uh, I'm sure six o'clock news that night in Albuquerque. A newspaper was stolen last night or this morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably more like that
2: was their probable cause for getting in there. Um, but really they were like, this guy is probably meth out because as we've come to learn, Albuquerque is the hub of methamphetamines for the whole world.
1: Well, I think that the, the probable mm. cause was, and it does relate to meth, I think is the, um, amount of, uh, um, like white gas canisters he had in there.
2: Yeah. There's that. Yeah. There's that. So,
1: yeah. We were just talking the other day at my son's 10th birthday party about how, uh, our last house. Like the police knocked on the door at three in the morning. I go downstairs and they're like, yeah, we just like busted a meth lab next door. I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's awesome. But these people used to like come and knock on the back window of this house and do things and then wander off. It's like, could you Whoa. be more suspicious? Just knock on the door, go in the front door. Nope. Nope. Knocking on the window, doing a deal, walking away. Yeah. That oh. was awesome. By the it's way, we moved. Yeah.
3: Awesome, awesome uh, Minecraft party decorations. Thank you. I the photos.
1: Thank you. I, I made all of them myself. I, so, yeah,
3: except the cake. That looked like a fun, cake. that looked like a 10-year-old's dream birthday party.
1: It was. It was, c- except that almost everyone was sick. So, literally his cousin and one child he doesn't even know that well showed up. That was it. Aww. But I invited a bunch of grown-up friends who have known him since he was a kid. So, the grown-ups had a great time, and Milo actually had a great time. And he's gotten lots of presents, and he has eighty-five dollars right now to go spend at Toys R Us. So, Whoa! Yeah, mm. he's got he's got his eye on something. So, yeah. Um, so then uh, the seceding guy, who was awesome. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. If 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 yeah. at first, I like that they, you know, I like that they. He went ahead and said it's gonna take a few years to mm-hmm. do this. If if at first you don't secede. Ah. Uh. then you should suck harder um
3: i just love jimmy's face when he's waiting for the money to come and he's just like i can't (laughs) believe i'm just so excited (laughs) the
1: the entire scene was great because it's like yeah like i'm here with this rich guy i'm sipping some scotch this is going somewhere good i'm gonna secede face falls a little but just a little and then i'm your man and then want cash sure and then he's like twitching 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 fake cash sad it was he was he's amazing and do you remember back in the old days on the insider podcast when he would be on he was like worried that he wasn't good enough and that you know oh, yeah. that everyone else was better than he was and he was just like terrified he wouldn't live up to their expectations and he no, is great. <laughs> he is doing a great job he is yeah i l- love him He's doing I got great.
3: a kick out of the name of uh, uh, sovereign. What is it? Sovereign Sandia Republic.
1: Yeah, I uh, thought it was.
3: I thought it was Sandia because it's all just sand, but it's <laughs> it's actually <laughs> the Sandia. It's actually the Sandia Mountains that yes, the Sovereign Sandia Republic. Place. Because <laughs>
1: two people asked that question, but I figured that was
3: far too easy, <laughs> <laughs> and it was.
1: Moving on to Roland Jaycox. Um, and Jaycox it's Vince Gilligan's girlfriend's last name. Oh, Oh. They've been together for like 20 years and he still calls her his girlfriend.
2: Which yeah, is, he's yeah, he's long-term, yeah. I mean, they're not married, right?
1: Nope, yeah, girlfriend. Yep. Okay. Yep. Which is
2: super Good super for cute. them actually.
1: And uh one of the questions,
2: married?" That's so dumb. Can you imagine that, Nick? Married oh, yeah. People. <laughs> no, dumb. 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 Sorry.
1: Oh, actually, I already deleted Lana's thing. She asked, "Um, like, what are the things that the toilet says?"
3: But oh, was... I have those written down.
1: Oh, tell <laughs> me, Damn it, guys, do it, Nick.
3: Oh yeah, that's the way. Oh fuck. Gosh, you're big. Oh. You're so big. My goodness, look at you. Fill me up, Chandler. Put it in me. Oh. Ah. Like uh. Give it to me, Chandler. I want it all. Mmm. Mm. Uh.
2: I'm really glad that you wrote all those down to say those right now.
1: So <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny that that. I just
3: is love like... the guy. He's like saying it along with the voice box on the toilet. He's yep. so excited. Like his arms, when he's doing. The mmm. Ah. He's like mmm. He rubs his stomach and then ah. He like puts uh. his arms out. It's so.
1: Because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's poop. We are talking about poop here. Also, not so much delicious.
2: Um, no. Unless yeah, you're a toilet,
1: it was... I guess. And But I love that um, that uh, Saul is, like, you know, this, like, among, like, guys in the Pacific Rim, sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I thought that was, I thought it was Totally be what a- I <laughs>
1: was thinking, too, because in, like, Cars 2, there's this creepy, like, talking toilet thing that made her get stuck in, and, like, yeah, talking toilets are very Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> very, very.
2: I kind of feel like I would somehow try to make it say more things in the process, because, you know, when you think about it, if you're having a single malt lager, you're only going to get, like, one, like, positive affirmation, whereas if you can have, like, a Titanic poo where it breaks in the middle, <laughs> uh, you'll get two of them. You see what I'm saying?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, totally.
2: Or if you have, like, one of your, like, vegan days and all of a sudden you're just, like, like pooping rat pellets, you're going to be told how awesome you are so many times.
1: <laughs> it's true. Good point. Good point. So the kid's going to start oh watching, watching what he eats, so that he can create more poos, so he can get like more <laughs> accolades from Tony, Tony, the Toilet Buddy.
2: Sure, but again,
3: can we go out for Indian food?
2: Oh God,
1: <laughs> you only oh like that God. when you're pregnant. Uh, Sorry, I still haven't <laughs> uh, season had season one. Season one of um, American Horror Story. Wait, what's that? You Only Like That When You're Pregnant,
2: Indian Food. Oh, that was season one of Mary – God, I don't remember season one at all because I watched it like bits and pieces.
1: Yeah, well, she – yeah, when she gets – the mom gets pregnant and she says, I want Indian food, and he says, you only like that when you're pregnant. <gasps> what? Really? <gasps> yes. I must you. be pregnant. Yours, and, yours and also Rubber Man. Yay. Maybe, yeah, um. Who knows?
2: I still haven't had Indian food, I'm up here where there's a lot of Indian restaurants. Wow, really? I oh, really? Oh, my Indian.
1: God. I make really good Indian food. When you come visit, I'll make you like a five-course meal of Indian food.
2: I've had, I just recently had Thai for the first time, and it was, it was pretty good. I went, I went, uh, you know, I went. Uh, what's, You've what's never
1: the, had Pad like, Thai, like just no, just...
2: no yeah, it was Pad Thai was the first one that I because that's like the gateway into. Yeah, thai it
1: is. Food. It is. It's it's the gateway drug.
2: Sure. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> little little peanutty for my taste. Hmm. I don't really like savory peanut buttery stuff, so oh, I like my it, can,
1: it can be wrongly made with, that makes it too peanut buttery. Also, definitely. Oh, okay.
4: Uh-huh.
3: I lived with two guys of Indian background in university, and um, there was an excellent Indian restaurant in the city that um, we were in, and they took me out. And the first time I had beef vindaloo, uh-huh. it was like the waiter warned, the waiter warns you, like this is very hot, and, <laughs> And when I ordered it on my own on another occasion, the guy said, this is very hot. I said, yeah, I know. He said, okay, just so you understand, it's extremely hot. And it is like the hottest thing I've ever eaten. But mm-hmm. it's good. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: When we were fully vegetarian for a couple of years, um, Indian was our total go-to. I made so much Indian food. Cause it's so yummy. Yay. Yeah. It is. Um, love it. Oh, so what movie was Sadie reminded of when the lady came down the uh, the stairs on the chair thing?
2: What – wait, say that one more time.
1: What movie was Sadie reminded of when the lady came down the stairs on that chair thing? Mrs. Strauss on that chair thing that comes down the stairs.
2: You were probably reminded of Reservoir Dogs.
1: Oh, I see I see what you did there.
3: Or
2: Aliens. <laughs> I see
1: what you did there, but
3: you're wrong.
2: Nick? Um,
3: I have no clue. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Gremlins.
2: Oh, did they have one of those in that movie? They did. It's been oh. so long.
1: I had to double check with Chris today. I'm like, "Well, there was a lady with like the chair in Gremlins, right?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm
2: like,
3: okay."
1: So when I had to, to check to... that that was what I was reminded of.
3: <laughs> what movie did I think of when Saul was watching Matlock and taking notes?
1: Ooh, what movie? Oh, yeah. uh,
2: oh, 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 oh! Mr. Oh, Carter, oh, uh, catch me if you can. You got it. Yep. yep. I have
1: not seen that. Yeah. You, how- yeah. Wait,
2: what? I haven't seen it, I'm sorry. Catch me? You're gonna, you're in for a treat. That movie's fantastic. It has your boyfriend right. in it, right? Is is he my boyfriend? Leo DiCaprio?
1: Yeah, he's your boyfriend.
2: Ah, well he's cool. I mean I mean we just fuck. We're not really exclusive.
1: <laughs> well um, and, well sorry. yeah, sorry, I mean I mean yeah, me and yeah, me and most of my boyfriends are not exclusive, but you know, yeah, one of your fuck buddies, I guess, is how i buddies. <laughs> Yeah. I know. Yeah, no, love you um, some Leo. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, Sadie,
2: in that movie, uh, it's about a dude named Frank Abagnale who was a uh, – he He basically was just a con artist that was – he could just outthink situations. So this is a real dude, and um, he, at one point in his life, he got tired of pulling some of the scams that he was doing and decided that he was now going to be a lawyer as a scam because he found that in Louisiana you don't have to actually have a law degree. You just got to pass the bar. So he uh, he studied – he watched like – no, it was – it wasn't a law thing.
3: No, he did it for everything. He learned. He watched. He watched like a Marcus Welby or something to learn how to be a doctor, and then That's he got a right. job at a hospital. <laughs> he watched. He watched uh, Ironsides or something like that, and learned how to be a lawyer. And then he yep. and he would so he would watch TV, and then you'd hear him spouting off all the lines he heard of dialogue when he'd go and do his job. You know, nice. yeah,
2: he watched that doctor movie, and he was just like uh, he heard him say, "Do you concur?" So there's a guy yeah, – <laughs> and looking at a broken leg with a bone sticking out and he's like yeah it seems like it's a broken leg and he's like mm-hmm. and what do you recommend for that and he's supposed to be a doctor and mm-hmm. he, he's talking to another doctor and the doctor's like well we should probably set it and put a cast on and he looks over at the other doctor he goes do you concur and the guy goes that it's a broken leg and he's like So you concur? And he just looks at him like. (laughs) And the other two foot guys felt so stupid, like they felt like they didn't get it. It, It's yeah, it's it's pretty great. Yeah, he like watches the movies, takes the notes, and then.
3: Well, it's also like in the courtroom. He gets up and he's like making some forceful statement, like, you know, this is man is innocent, and he, you know, and then the judge is like, um we're just starting jury selection or something like that. Like. He took the evidence
2: and then he made, he made like a copy of it to show up. And then he goes, this is that evidence enlarged. And he's got just an, a larger version of it, which doesn't fucking prove anything. And like Nick said, it was still just like picking the jury. Nice. Yeah, It's pretty, it's a solid movie, man. And it's, um. oh
3: yeah, it's God, like who
2: was the director of that? It was uh, Spielberg, I think.
3: It was like really? Tom Hanks, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. It was, I think it is Spielberg.
1: Just... I think you're right. So speaking of the law degree passing the bar situation, I did actually look this up to report back to the group. Oh, nice. Um, you, there are actually, you you, can't do what I said, um, but there are four states, only four, in which you don't actually have to have a law degree to become a lawyer. Oh, wow. In those states, though, you have to do a four year sort of an internship with a law firm, and um, the the hours vary, but approximately, like, you have to. Be in the law firm for 18 hours and getting like specific instruction from a senior partner or something like that for three to four hours of those weeks for four years. So That's it's awesome. pretty much – it's even longer time than going to law school, but you don't have to go to law school and you actually get paid as opposed to incurring four years of law school debt. But uh-huh. there, there are only four states in which you can do that. Other than that, the other states, you do have to actually go to law school and get a law degree before you can attempt to pass the bar.
0: And is, oh my is God. Louisiana oh,
1: is so loud. Sorry, what?
2: Is Louisiana still uh, one of those?
1: I don't. I didn't write it down. That's oh, fine. That's fine. But yeah. I know Washington, Washington's one of them. So. Oh. But yeah.
3: Well, it's totally n- not applicable. But in Canada, you do three years of law school and then you do one year that's called articling where you go to work for a firm mm-hmm. for one year and then you write your bar exam and can be hired and a lot of people get hired by the firm they article with a lot and other people get hired away by another company another firm but,
1: huh. anyway and also if you haven't watch seen the me. firm you should go watch it right now because the firm is fucking awesome
3: i saw that so i don't even
2: remember
1: that. i've watched i've seen that movie like 1700 fucking times
2: well I got to tell you about this quickly. Like now what's this wrong topic of like lawyers and stuff? Like I'm in a town, like a lawyer town, like UW is a huge law school. And True in that. fact, the way that I met Nate was through a guy who was going to law school he- here. Nate was also in school, but he wasn't going, uh, he wasn't going to, to law things one day. Um, but so he knows a lot. Well, Nate's brother is a fucking lawyer for that mm-hmm. matter. He just, it's, it's in Canada now. Um,
4: yeah, yeah, Canada. yeah, yeah, I I,
2: yeah. Um, but, um, there's a guy that we hang out with, a guy named Fried Jesus. Some people know, you know, there's like a long history of like Fried Jesus and Lee's and all these people, like from the behind the cutting edge days. I well, now that. I hang out with Fried Jesus from time to time. And he's a lawyer, and they, like we're watching an episode of uh, Breaking Bad, and he's like, "Yes, motherfucker, this is what I've been telling you, people. This is what I do. I have to do this for a living, man. I got this is what I have to do." And he's talking about like the <laughs> second episode when he's talking to go down to to breaking each one of the, one of each of their legs,
0: and so right. every time we we'll
2: say something, we would be like, "You you talk you keep people from breaking legs," or we'd ask like dumb questions because he, he was clearly drunk. <laughs> So we were just fueling his insanity, and then, and then by the end, of it we were like, "We get it, you're a genius." He's like, "I'm not saying I'm it." We get it, you have, you're the greatest of all time, and like, we just kept hmm. like over <laughs> the top placating him. We're well, not placating, but um, patronizing him.
1: He should and, write into uh, our show. He should be our our lawyer, um, like go to lawyer question guy. Uh, our
3: I, he doesn't our get to chief listen. law correspondent.
2: Yes, he exactly. To to exactly. Senior like, senior law correspondent.
3: Nate's Nate's
2: (laughs) been doing this and I have picked it up now. Anytime we're around him, we'll be like, as my lawyer, do you think I should? And then we'll say something. (laughs) And seldom is it law related. It's she's like, as my lawyer, do you think I should order the burger or the chicken? (laughs) <laughs> and, and he goes. First off, I'm not your fucking lawyer. Second off, <laughs> second of all,
1: give him a dollar. Give him a yeah, dollar. I know. Yeah, I no. Yeah, I've been what, like, we, I bought what,
2: you a drink. Now you're my lawyer. Put that fucker on
1: retainer, dude.
2: Like, yeah. Now a million now, $10. So
1: tomorrow, if someone asks you if I had the chicken or the burger, you can't tell them.
2: Attorney-client <laughs> yes. privilege. Because he'll, he'll mess with people, like he'll jokingly mess with people enough on his own, right? We've got to have ways of getting him back. But uh, but the flip side of that is it's something I've been thinking about here recently, especially like with this episode as well, about how different this season really is. And like with for one thing, I know a lot of lawyers that liked Breaking Bad. And now there's a show where the main character is – their job is. It's kind of mm-hmm. neat. Um,
1: I haven't asked my boss yet. I know he watched Breaking Bad, and and every time I like talk to him about something personal, he has some way of making me feel like a stupid fucking idiot. So I don't want to ask him, but I kind of want to ask him. Yeah, you don't want to talk him.
2: any more than you have to, that person. then.
1: Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just he has this thing that he does that's just oh fucking lawyers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, fucking well, that one. having said that, you know, we all kind of have like a, there's like a, it's like a, a, a the in the zeitgeist, we are just supposed to hate lawyers, you know. Like to, there's like a, a predisposition to not liking them. Mm-hmm. Um, having said that, it's interesting that we, you know, we get done watching a TV show that shows a complete monster slash the devil for several seasons that we end up even rooting for a lot of times.
4: Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm.
2: we're watching a show that's following a fucking lawyer who originally was a scam artist that now seems like one of the most like a genuinely golden-hearted person. He really does. Like, he didn't want to take that money from that lady. He was so, like, uh... I was surprised he didn't
1: check it to make sure... Which lady?
2: Mrs. Strauss?
1: He didn't want to take her money? Yeah, he did. Well,
2: he goes, we need to talk about my fee. He's, like, he says it, and he looks at her to, like, be like, did I say... Because there's this moment of, did I say too much? He goes, Mm -hmm. I could take half now, half later? And she gives it to him. And, yeah, he snatches it at that point because he needs fucking money. But Mm -hmm. he didn't go in there and just fucking... I mean, maybe I don't know what the price for setting a will is, but I kind of feel like he wasn't like overcharging her. No, to no, like,
1: absolutely not. And yeah, and it actually reminded me, my boss, who is um, God, he's got to be, he has Hitler's birthday. I think he's about to turn seventy nine. <laughs> he, he's a, he's a Jewish person with Hitler's birthday, so like this oh, came wow. up his first the first year I worked there. I'm like, oh, you have an unfortunate birthday, and he's like, because of Hitler? I'm like, yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> April twentieth.
1: Um, but anyway,
2: so unfortunate birthday. Because of Hitler, yeah, yeah, that's the conversation that happened
1: it that is exactly a conversation that happened, so, um, so he's about to turn seventy nine but he goes to what's called a senior law project where he goes, and he volunteers. Um, at the Urban League where old people come and they sign a form and then he does pro bono work where he helps old people deal with stuff like whether it's like you know the, their housing situations or like someone is like setting a bill for something they don't understand and that kind of stuff but I've recently done three wills which is cool and so he does these wills for free but it would I mean cost about that probably if you've got a regular lawyer but these they're just really really simple you know and I write them and then these cute old ladies come in this lady came in recently 99 years old came into our office and she just turned a hundred and yeah it's pretty cool it's nice
3: you need to watch the movie the rainmaker because it opens with a i've seen Rainmaker.
1: it's it's okay i've seen all the grishams i love grisham
3: but i i I was just surprised that jimmy didn't check her cash to make sure it didn't have her face on it oh i know right (laughs) right And I think he did sort of like look like he
1: was counting it and then realized that I I look like a dick for counting the money. But he's such a scam artist that he kind of has to count. When someone gives you a bunch of bills, you got to make sure that five of them aren't ones with 20s on the outside.
2: And I don't even think it was like – I think he just moved – I don't think he checked it to see if it was fake. I think he moved the thing around it just because he was like marveling in all this money that he just made. And then he just happens to slide it over, and he was just like, wait a minute. And he starts like, "Let me see another one, no, they're all they're all, yep, they're all oh, God damn it <laughs>
4: yep.
2: um i i am I'm, I'm really interested to see if he goes does go into elder law, which number one, I've never heard the term elder law before. I understand mm-hmm. what it's just by hearing it, mm-hmm. but I thought that would be a great name for a metal band, and <laughs> I spend eight fucking hours a day helping." I say 90% of the calls that I get are helping – our demographic for the phones that we service are for the deaf and hard of hearing. Mm-hmm. And as we get older, our hearing goes, so a lot of our demographic is the elderly. Yeah. And I've got a case that I – I had a case with this lady last month, and she called and got me back again just by random. And she needs help getting her voicemail messages. The AT&T voicemail that's set up on her line. I don't work for AT&T, and there's six cases before that of people telling her the same thing. So what I did was I opened up a case, and I just put in, like, I put a bunch of asterisks and then all caps. If she calls back, this is her login for it. This is her password. Tell her to use that because AT&T will will waste a lot of her time. Add your notes to this case, and then I'm just going to close it at the end of the month, and we'll open another one next month because we're not – going to convince her that we're not at&t because all these phones have a big blue button that says customer service they really? think that it means customer service for everything oh <laughs> like i've gotten a I, one person their excel was messed up on their computer the program excel they pressed the button and got me
4: <laughs>
2: wow it's, <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> like more than you would think we have a category for non-captel related and you have, you don't want to be a dick because they don't understand. So it's going to be, it, it, to me, sometimes it's really cute and we always chuckle about mm-hmm. it. So I'm really hoping that we get some, that we already did in this episode with the, the 20, what, 26, 22 steps? Yes, 26, yes. Yeah, 26 yeah. steps <laughs> and the writing, the, the 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 chair lift down and stuff. It's already kind of precious. Well, so. I
1: am, I am that person for my, my boss and his wife. So she called the other day. She was going to ask for Gary, and she's like, actually, I think you can probably help me more than he can. Like, okay, well. <laughs> she's like, well, my son sent me a picture. My son, my grandson is in Israel, or my granddaughter is in Israel visiting my grandson, and they sent this picture, and I can't get it to open. I'm like, okay, well, okay, I don't know. Like, have Gary send it to me. Gary sends it to me, and it's like it says jpeg1. – it says, no, image null. So, null will make it do nothing. So, all I did was like download it, type the word JPEG after it, boom, it opens. That's right. (laughs) I am their miracle worker <laughs> I'm so happy that they can see this picture of their granddaughter visiting their grandson, in Israel eating pizza. It's just, Oh my God, you guys like, seriously. I mean, he, I had to make him like attach something the other day to something. And I was like, so it will be way easier if you just do this from your computer instead of me doing it and sending it to you. So just do this, go here, like open this file, go to like GLK L3P L3Q. And he's like, why that? I'm like, because personal, is between l and q like just just do what i say click that click that click that but yeah he's like never attached a file to an email
4: he's uh, been a lawyer for it.
1: 50 something years <laughs> never done that he's like i don't know how to do that that's why i'm teaching you right now
2: now you're on i'm just a simple country lawyer oh my god he but even <laughs> i know that's a whole bunch of hogwash
1: <laughs> indeed. indeed. mad luck. But the you know, whole map. I Matlock can't believe it takes
2: us this, this many give. episodes for my, uh, the, uh, what I call country time lawyer.
1: Hmm. <laughs>
2: That's right. Not old timey lawyer, but country time, like the lemonade.
1: Well, yeah. And then <laughs> in like, um, who is it? Uh, it's, a uh, What's his name from House of Cards? Um, Kevin Spacey, in one of those Grisham things, and he's wearing the like the blue like seersucker suit seersucker. and like. Um, now I'm just a country lawyer, but I'm a. Blah, 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 blah. No, yeah. Now you wanna? You know you are. I
2: might just be a country lawyer.
1: And I'm not much for book learning. But now, I am
2: but just a simple man, you wanna? But even I can see this man killed that woman. Yep
1: yep <laughs> all right so um i think we should i think we're all done pretty much oh no the chuck thing so chuck in the hospital and the. Yeah, d- i have
3: a major theory to, to bring up here
1: please do theory time okay. ba-bum, ba-bum, Nick CR's theories.
3: yeah um well the first thing was I um i was wondering if they could if you they you could be what? sorry
1: i said i wrote you a theme song a thank you would be appropriate
3: Oh, I thank you.
1: Don't th-
2: don't I did. It. Don't don't now she's going to expect a thank you every time she does something. God. <laughs> okay, Enabler.
3: the first thing I was thinking was I wonder if they could treat Chuck with a placebo. Mm. Um or is he just too smart for that? I don't know. Mm. Um but I have here's my major theory. Right. Um <clears throat> Jimmy said to uh Howard Hamlin um Away goes your cash cow if um, Chuck is committed. Mm-hmm. And in the first episode, it was um, you know Howard Hamlin was was really just trying to keep uh, anything from except for buying out Chuck. And what I think is that the Howard of the H H M law firm is totally supported by Chuck, and it is living off of his name mm.
4: um
3: i don't i think uh hamlin is um i i don't know who the the other h in hhm is but i'm assuming i mean we don't know but uh it's another
1: hamlin because it's hamlin yeah so yeah
3: I, I mean i i am but i, I mean I, we don't know if it's his wife his brother or his father mm. um but here's what i think is that uh hamlin isn't much of a lawyer hmm. mcgill Chuck McKill is a great lawyer and he generates most of the fees and attracts most of the customers of the firm. And now that he's out of the firm or away on sick leave or whatever, he's still generating business. People are still coming to the firm because they know this brilliant lawyer is there. So they're cranking out work. They've got a bunch of associates doing work and the customers are under the impression that um, they're being supervised by Chuck Mm. And if Chuck was committed, or if Chuck was bought out, and or any publicity that he's not at the firm, the business would dry up and the whole thing would fail. Mm. That's that's what I'm thinking.
2: Well, that's definitely a part of it. I, I I want that to be true too, just because you know it's everybody like really seems like Chuck is like the beast shit like when it comes to law, man, mm. I and mean, just as a human being in general, save for you know possible mental. Uh, issues at the moment but uh he's um it's got to be a part of it but i do know that he said in the beginning if they bought him out that it would put a lot of people out of business like out of work that's bullshit
3: i think that's him repeating what hamlin told him
2: oh okay oh fair that's because it did happen right after he had the visit from hamlin
3: yeah but it's also it's also legitimate in the fact that if he did get bought out and he's he's the basic the biggest money generator in that place uh-huh. that yeah those people would be out of work so
1: I don't think so. I think it's a giant law firm, and I mean like I don't know, do you guys have like t v um like lawyers that advertise on your televisions during daytime t v
2: at, when all? You say late at you, night. When you say you guys, what do you
1: like, mean? Like like you know, when you're watching daytime television, do you see lawyer ads?
2: Yeah, there's uh, I've seen see I don't get to watch a lot of daytime TV. It's
1: been even on years.
3: late night T V they have Yeah,
1: Because yeah. we had yeah, one for the longest time that was um I can't remember what they were now, but they were something and something, and then they were one of those names and another name. And then throughout the years, they've been changing, and that firm is still there, but it's two completely different names now than it used to be, and I've just noticed it changing. And and yeah, big law firms, they don't don't go down because one partner leaves. It happens all the time. I've been in this profession for 17 years now. That doesn't happen. It's not going to go down because he leaves.
2: Uh, Probably not. But they might – but Hamlin might at least think that.
1: Yeah, he might. He, he might, but he's – no, he's a dummy. I think it's all yeah, – I, I think that's all a scam to keep Jimmy from doing it, from closing I
3: it. just was trying to figure – I spent a lot of time trying to figure it out, and that's what I came up with because of the fact that Jimmy said, away goes your cash cow. So it seems like that that Chuck generates a lot of money for that company, and, and that's why Hamlin is so determined to keep him um, – on the books, sort of thing. Otherwise, what does he have to lose from buying him out? Well,
1: what if it's, why, what if it's, why is it's so like, adamant? what if it's like, because it's like an LLC kind of thing. It's just whatever their corporation is. And, and he, it is just like a lot of money. If, if they have to buy him out, that's a lot of money. So mm-hmm. it could be that. I don't know. But anyway,
3: so. yeah. anyway, I, that's my theory. Mm-hmm. I will, I will, um, I will, make, <laughs> I will monitor that to see if it comes true.
1: Yeah. Um, What is – so are we still of the impression that his illness is completely and totally
3: mental? It's mental. Yeah. 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 It
2: is. I mean she cut on the the bed and like –
3: That's why I thought of placebo. Yeah. Uh,
2: Yeah, it would be. And and here's the thing. Like all of those mechanisms in that room – Still have electricity going to them. He's like inches away from wall outlets.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yep. If he had to rip the wiring out of his home, then that right there would be enough to keep him just floored because it's still – there's electricity flowing right behind his head.
1: Yes, exactly.
2: So yeah, it's – he's one – yeah, it, it is it, – it, That's I think that makes it even worse than like a non-curable disease because – well, I mean it might still be non-curable. Might, there might be no way for him to, to get over it, but that's what makes it so hard is that it's not a physical. It is a mental. Mm-hmm. Um, I am you know. super
1: curious, and do you think we will find out by the end of like this season or in the next few episodes what happened a year ago or two years ago? Because he said that it started affecting him two years ago, and he left the firm 18 months ago. Well, I, I, I mean – Will we find out what you it know was?
3: What? I, I think we have to, and I think it has something to do with Jimmy leaving the firm too. It does oh, have but... to
2: do with Jimmy. Mm. Yeah,
3: because, because... – when
1: Jimmy said he was going to elder law, suddenly he felt better.
3: hmm
2: mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think – you. yeah. So, yep. Yep. And I, I also like um, – that we're going to learn a lot more about mike
1: all right so we should talk uh briefly about the mike situation and i'm going to let you guys handle the emails because i got to go soon sorry okay
2: okay that's no problem all right um yeah i I mean i'm excited about the future potential for mike that's all i really got for it
1: um okay um so theories on to as to who that woman is is that his daughter that's his daughter for sure
3: i think it's a daughter-in-law
1: that is what i think too that is what I think, too. He has a dead son, right?
2: Oh, does he? Uh, he?
1: has a dead son, and I think this is the daughter-in-law. I think his granddaughter, the one that he loves so much in Breaking Bad, I think that's his son's daughter, and I think that's his daughter-in-law also. Why do you think that?
3: Yeah, because um, in Breaking Bad, they said the daughter or his granddaughter's name is Kaylee Ermintrout. Mm-hmm. So oh. if she has the same surname as Mike, oh. then the mother would be his daughter-in-law. So that's what I think. Boom. That's
1: Damn, that's good. That is yeah. – yeah, I totally just thought it because of the dead son thing and she has some kind of problem with him. And like it's so weird because I listen to all these other podcasts and they don't seem to understand what happened. And I haven't looked it up. But I seem to remember something about him not being a corrupt cop and not being on the take, and that's where the
2: trouble lay. Am he I- also killed somebody, didn't he? He did a whole measure. Remember a whole measure? Half measure?
3: The, yeah, no, half measure, I, whole measure, yeah. There's well, been a lot of uh, conversation no, about, uh, online. The half, but
1: he, the half measure, he, though, Trent, the half measure was that he told this guy, if you ever touch her again, I will kill you, and then he killed – the guy killed her. So he wow. didn't go full yeah. measure. That was the problem exactly. was that he yeah. didn't go full measure on
3: that. I – um, and that's right. Yeah, and I don't uh, – there's a bunch of people speculating online that that half measure, full measure story that he told Walt has something to do with his son. I personally don't think it's connected at all. I think it's a so totally either. separate thing. But the other thing people were wondering about was they were thinking about when – Uh, Hank and Gomez had Mike in for questioning and they mentioned how he left Mm -hmm. Philly. Uh And um, I went and watched that scene um, uh, when? Um, Last night or the day before. Nice. Uh, And basically they said that um, he left under – hang on. I actually wrote it down. I just have to find where it is. Uh, I'm not going to find it fast enough, it's but okay. basically um that you you left under less than favorable circumstances or okay. something like that and um it yeah, and so that's what i I think whatever these guys from Philly that just knocked on his door at the end of the episode that's what it's about something with yeah. that
1: so did the did the daughter in law or whoever clue in these guys or is this just a I,
3: I don't know because when he's parked across the street from her house she comes out and she sees him he doesn't smile at her he doesn't frown at her, he just has like this dead expression when he's looking at her His like Mike a very Grimman strange outlook. expression.
4: yeah, he's like, that yeah. Face.
3: but it's it's not like he's trying to make an overture like you know can i be back in your life can i see my mm. granddaughter like it's it's a very so i i, I couldn't figure out what is he Doing like, why is he there and looking so stoic at her? Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Okay, I have the quote. It says, um Good. Hank says, uh, "Philly, haha, city of brotherly love." Turns out we uh, we know some folks there, and they told us that your tenure as a police officer ended somewhat uh, dramatically. Mm. You want to you want to talk about that? And Mike says, "Not particularly." Ah. Hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I wonder. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully, we'll find out soon. That's what I'm hoping.
3: I think we're gonna get a lot of Mike's backstory next episode.
1: I sure hope so. I hope so too. Yeah. Yeah. And and also, someone mentioned um, that when Saul was talking to Nacho, and he said to the cop, "Nacho is Nacho Man," that Mike had some sort of look on his face that made whoever this person was think that. Mike knows Nacho, and like, hmm. how do you, like was like thinking about Saul? So how do you know Nacho?
2: Possibly, so, yeah. maybe. I, I
1: mean, I I just don't think that in the six years between what's happening now and Breaking Bad, that it's a coincidence that somehow Mike is is in cahoots with with Tuco and Gus and all of that stuff. I think that's happening now. I think Possibly. I think the um the um uh, parking garage thing is is a cover.
3: Maybe, I I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence about that. I think I think that he left Philly, and he had he he had to leave for whatever reason, and he could have gone anywhere in the country, but he chose Albuquerque because that's where his granddaughter is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so he got a job to to make ends meet, and he mm-hmm. he got the job as a parking attendant. And I don't think he might be involved with Nacho and Tuco and, and Gus yet. I, I think that's point. to come.
4: Yeah, yeah,
3: I think that's to come. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, it'll be interesting to see. And I think
1: it's interesting I mean, that the last line is "You guys are far from home." It's like so are you. Like yeah. So are these? What? Why are these guys coming from Philly to to bug him? Like. Was he not yeah. supposed to have left? Is he under arrest? Is he not supposed to leave the state? Like, what because yeah, he brought a issue? lot
2: of people with him. So.
1: Yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah, it's, I love this show, yeah. guys. Well, I, I love also, this show like, so much.
3: I also wonder, and I, I, I don't know, I, 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 because I was thinking about like, how does Mike get involved with Gus uh, versus Saul, and I was thinking, well, Tuco was a distributor for Don Eladio mm-hmm. uh, for the cartel, and so was Gus in the same city. So that was never explained as how they were both sort of like Tuco was distributing meth for Don Eladio's cartel. And then he started buying Walt's product and distributing that too. Mm -hmm. And how did that work versus then Gus decided to, to hire Walt and distribute Walt's product, but went against Don Eladio and tried to start his own business. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's complicated and they've never really sort of explained what was like did, Tuco and and Gus have different territories or what? So anyway. I
2: don't know, but, uh, okay, Walt was referred to Gus through Saul.
3: uh Yeah. Saul said, I know a guy who knows a guy, meaning I know Mike who knows uh, Gus. Uh
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So.
3: Okay, and here, um, this is good because it leads into, uh, I got a comment on the Tucker's Hole page from last week's podcast. Mm Mm-hmm from schmeisenberg <laughs> nice. and he said uh listening to your 103 podcast fyi the full quote of what saul says in the desert okay he's talking about when he first meets meets walt and uh Jesse. Oh, yeah, yeah
1: yeah
3: okay the full quote of what saul says in the desert is lalo didn't send you don lalo and he says just just as nacho is the nickname for ignacio it turns out that Lalo is a nickname for Eladio, as oh. in Don Eladio. Oh! oh. Yeah. So that's wow! Nice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Nice. And one, I did another little bit of research for you, Trent. Yeah. Um, Julianne Emery, who plays Betsy Kettleman, she was in the movie Hitch.
2: I did look oh, that up yay. the other night. Oh yeah. yeah, I looked that up the other night and it was like, I was just like fucking around the computer and I was like, hey, I should look at that. I was like, yep. <laughs> and i just forgot that i even looked at. thanks for looking at that though. yeah, i it's something about her face stuck out to me cuz she's gained a little weight. she's still a very pretty girl, don't get me wrong. she just it's of course it's also been like a decade since hitch.
1: yeah, and i'm just not like- i'm not even remembering her from um fargo at all. Yeah, just because either. she just kind of has one of those faces. she's just sort of a sort but of she a wasn't
3: in it a lot either.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's true. so um nick, did you listen to the insider podcast?
3: I did, yes.
1: It was a good one. So Trent, you know how um yeah, how really he was good. painting her her toenails blue? Um uh Saul Jimmy was painting Kim's toenails blue. Yeah Ham
3: Lindigo Blue.
1: Ham Lindigo Blue. So someone brought up like did did they do that because of the blue of the meth? And they said, actually, no. Originally they had us painting the nails red, but there's some sort of scene, and can one of you remind me, some sort of scene in Breaking Bad with someone with red toenails that was a big deal?
3: Red toenails.
1: That's what she said. She said, we didn't do the red because there was already a red toenails thing in Breaking Bad. Mm.
3: I remember Lydia climbing out of the meth lab that was in the bus under the desert, and she had those uh, shoes that have the red soles on them.
1: No, nope, it was something uh, about toenails. Red toenails. Yeah. But anyway, so mm. if, if no one can remember, I that's okay. Re- but what was so adorable about that um, was that Kelly Dixon said, What I thought about it was that, like, Kim – and Kim also thought this too – or Rhea – damn, Ray Seahorn – the girl who plays Kim, she's like, I just feel like she's not a like normal, you know, red nails, pink nails, that's what you have, that's what's accepted kind of person. So when they painted her nails, they would paint them blue. And Kelly Dixon was like, Yeah, it's like a vacation color, like the kind of color that you take <laughs> your picture in front of the ocean with your toes. Like, yeah. look where I am. Yeah. And like, red would just not mm-hmm. be a Kim color, but blue. She, she
2: also has a blue bias to most of her outfits. If you
1: she know. does. Like, oh my God. Please, God, oh. don't let her be another Betsy Brandt.
2: Uh, well, I mean, I think it's just a part of. She's a. I think that's. I mean, possibly just throwing this out there because they do this a lot in TV's and in TV movie, and you mm-hmm. don't really notice it. That's how sub, like subliminal it is. Mm-hmm. But I mean, she is a part of of Hamlin for H. H. Yes, that's um, true. And and sh- so putting her in the blue, that's kind of her being a part of that world. So uh, what I'm I'm hope I mean maybe I'm way off on this but uh, cuz we we po- I'm sure we've seen her in other colors and and some other episodes but most of the time we've seen her in some type of blue and blue and black. Mm-hmm. So maybe if we start seeing her, you know, in other colors, maybe that's her getting away from law- Dick Face Lawyer.
1: Yeah, her sort of tra- like if she's wearing like uh, or- yeah, yeah. oranges and reds, then she would yeah. be like transitioning towards towards the Saul side. Yeah. And that would be cool for too. The,
3: for the record, I prefer I uh over hem indigo blue, I prefer high indigo blue. Oh.
1: Oh,
2: <laughs>
3: nice
1: and Trent, I have um a, a final thought, and then I really do need to bail and I'll let you guys finish up without me. I know you can do it. you guys are brave and strong um yep. so I really 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 like this chick who's playing Kim um yeah she's I not, do too, yeah. she's not quite um Nora from the leftovers though like
2: I love no, I like her this girl way more than Nora from leftovers really Wow yeah, yeah go back Nora and watch guests.
1: Go back and watch Guest,
2: dude. The one is Guess the one when the person took her like identity.
1: Yeah, where she goes to that thing
2: to that. No, I remember. Conference. I love that episode. Yeah, yeah, was hey, a, like, a kick-ass episode, and I love leftovers, yeah. but no, I like this hmm. chick a lot more, man. Nice. I really, really do. I, am I, I, like her like in a lot of. I might ask her to the mall.
1: Oh really? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I like. Oh. With, with Matthew, She's not married.
1: Think. She Just has a boyfriend. So
2: that yeah. it, that don't ever
1: mean nothing do not
3: <laughs> apparently last yeah. week you were saying Sadie, that you like her voice and i i was i do too i think it's really sexy
1: yeah i think she has a a um scarlet johansson voice so uh,
3: yeah kinda, i like
1: yeah. that too but so you never watched the leftovers right nick no i haven't yeah you should you should watch it and like yeah especially this episode guest which you have to watch the show to, and get to that episode but i could watch that episode as like a standalone movie all the time. It just, it blew my mind. It was so, so good. And she's amazing. She was in Gone Girl also. Did you see Gone Girl? No, I haven't. Trent, did you see it yet?
2: I need to watch that. I haven't yet.
1: You really do. Because, yeah, she's really great in that. And, and, like, as soon as I saw her name in the credits, I'm like, yay! So, mm-hmm. yeah, and it was really good. And I haven't, I didn't read the book either. So don't read the book. Just watch the movie. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I am going to go meet my friend because it was her birthday on Monday and I haven't seen her. Um, so I forwarded you Bricktail's email and uh yeah, just at the end of the show say something clever.
2: Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna handle that. Huh. So
1: I, okay. Trent Trent, take over the outro for me, would you? Sure. Alright, and have uh-huh. a uh-huh.
2: I'm in charge, Nick. Uh-huh. Yep,
1: yes. Nick, I'm putting Trent in charge. Do what he says. <laughs> when he uh-huh. says it's bedtime, when he says it's bedtime, it's bedtime, Nick.
2: All right, and I'll okay. say get the hell out of here, we gotta finish the show up.
1: Alright, bye.
3: <laughs> Bye City. <laughs> Alright,
2: which one do you want to start with? Have you got the emails brought up on your side?
3: I do. Yeah. What do we do? Start at the bottom.
2: Yeah, if you want to. Uh, so you want to start with the uh, Mark's?
3: Sure. Okay, yeah. let me open that one. Okay. It
2: might show different on yours. I'm doing it on my phone because I don't feel okay. like even
3: closer to the computer. <laughs> uh from Mark, uh Better Call Jimmy episode one oh five. Uh what? There's been a mistake. This episode does not end in an O. Uh. So, we learned about Chuck's condition this week. Turns out it's all Jimmy's fault. (laughs) (laughs) And what was with that ending? They are doing an awesome job at ending on high notes, or at least ending them at real intense moments. From Tuco at the door, to the bag of money ripping open the door of the tent, to the tense moment at Mike's door. Hey, am I seeing a pattern? Uh. Ooh. Every episode ends on the door. That's in, that is interesting. <laughs> anyway, I am loving this show. I probably say that on every email. SB mail?
2: Yes,
3: every email. Uh, every, every email I send you guys, but it's true. Bye blackberry because well just because
2: <laughs> yeah i um i'm loving each one too i mean it's getting it's getting ridiculous and this one you know this episode even though it was a little bit slower of episodes um,
3: i just like it was like the comedy break in the middle of the season because the uh, first half was just hilarious him going to those weird custom clients you know <laughs>
2: And it ended kind of funny, too, with if, if if you need a will, call McGill, you know, like those. Yeah. I'm so pissed at Jell-O right now. I'm so fucking pissed at Jell-O for A, ruining my joke, B, fucking with my show, C, hiring Bill Cosby. There, I finished out with the Trifecta. Um... Yeah,
3: we're we're officially off Jell-O.
2: Fucking Jell-O. Yeah, boycott of Jell-O. Do not buy, buy Jell-O brand Jell-O. Um having said we that should... the last time that I threw a party we did um we did jello shots like when we do big parties we'll do like a couple of hundred jello shots cuz if you're already got the it's funny cuz it looks like a giant meth making operation when you got all the pots boiling and little cups you're filling <laughs> up just like that um and so when you're doing it if you, if you get into it you might as well just go ahead and make a shit ton of them and then you know have a ton of the party but uh, we we didn't use jello brand jello we used a different brand jello so uh, fuck you jello um
3: yeah, we have to find another another uh, brand name so that next week's podcast podcast pod quiz can be sponsored by it.
2: I will look the next time I'm in the store because <laughs> there's like well, usually there's like a Jell-O brand Jell-O, and then there's like the store's brand, like Walmart's brand, which is like Sam's yeah. Choice, or like we have Hy-Vee up here. I'm sure there's a Hy-Vee brand like Jell-O. So, um, Hi.
3: all
2: right, I'm gonna read this one from Shenogal. Okie doke. Uh, he says, hola, I'm glad I don't have an allergy to electricity, real or imagined, because then I couldn't listen to you guys every week. Oh, uh, Or go to work or watch TV or enjoy the convenience of microwave food, but mostly because I couldn't listen to the podcast. Yeah, sure. Sure.
4: <laughs>
2: so if someone tomorrow is like Trent, you can either never have pot pockets again or never podcast again. I'd think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I actually don't care for hot dogs. Anyway, uh, but poor Chuck's not as lucky as me. Turns out his spiffy space blanket doesn't protect from cops or tasers. I feel so bad
3: Yeah, probably a taser's worse if you're wearing a, a big foil blanket. <laughs>
2: Possibly, yeah, because I don't exactly know what space blankets are made of, but it's, it's metal. It's, it has to be metal.
3: It's like metal coated mylar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Um, he says, I like the scene at the hospital. We see how much, real, much of a real effect his condition has on Chuck. He's basically paralyzed until Jimmy gets all the electrical devices turned off. Mm-hmm. Well, save for the other ones. Um, bullet point the next. He says, But then really clever doctor lady secretly calls his bluff by turning the bed back on while Chuck's distracted. I wonder if any of the specialists he consulted ever tried that. Uh, mm. Well, well, not many beds uh, have electricity to them. thankfully um or unthankfully because if we all had
3: well they in the in in the movies when uh like in planes trains and automobiles they have like the magic fingers bed. i just
2: watched that like two nights ago (laughs) it's so weird you bring that up yeah who the fuck (laughs) ever wanted that that looks awful (laughs) having said that i would take a rotating bed i would (laughs) if i had the room i would rock a rotating bed that'd be fucking awesome literally next bullet point the next um Again, the show makes clear how much Jimmy cares for Chuck. He could, and kind of did, make a valid argument that it would be best for Chuck if he had him institutionalized and cashed out his share of HHM, but he did what his brother wanted instead. Um, good point. Bullet point the next. We get way more. Um, wait, sorry. We get way more of Mike this week. I had forgotten about the plot line with his granddaughter from Breaking Bad, so I assume that we're, that's where they're headed with this pulling out. Pulling up outside that house for a while, boy, I can't read. tonight. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, we're getting back to that for sh- for sure, Shane. Um, bullet point the last, and now the cops are there. Looking forward to seeing where this goes next week. Till then, Shane, the future seeing freak. I cleaned yeah. it up on that. I didn't say the. I didn't say fuck that time.
3: <laughs>
2: Instead of saying fuck, I said freak, since that's a better word. Apparently,
3: <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know what TFSF stood for. So thanks yeah. for cleaning that up for me.
2: Do you really not?
3: I heard you say I've heard you say it uh, both ways now. So yeah, I don't no,
2: because what... he because the fuck for because of the fucking stevia. Oh, uh, okay. Like we're in okay, so we're having the at the end of the Breaking Bad the last episode we watched it at a bar in Alabama, and we invited you know, everyone, and yeah. uh, and mostly it was people that lived around there. A few people came from our town, and then fucking Pete came in from England.
3: Yeah, um, I remember seeing the pictures that he took. Yeah, fucking
2: crazy. Anyway, yeah, we had a blast of a night. But um, the bar was doing bar bets, and it was like who's going to die, how's they going to die. like It was all these things, and they had like a bunch of jars, and you pitch your money in the jar and sign the paper that you pitched in. And then they split the winnings if you get yours right or if you have multiple ones. So Shane – like we're talking about just some ideas we had on the episode. We're all just kind of sitting around bullshitting before the show because we got together a couple hours before it came on. and he's And just out of nowhere, Shane goes – I think he's going to put the rice in, in a packet of stevia for Lydia. And I looked at him, like, my whole face just opened. I was like, motherfucker, it has to. It's going to. Yeah. It has I, to happen.
3: I called that before the, the finale, too. I thought oh, that was a, Yeah, I thought that was a pretty obvious choice, actually.
2: I never in a million years would have thought of that. And it amazed me so much that I borrowed a dollar from Pete. I put <laughs> that dollar in and placed the bet. I won $3 out of splitting amongst the other people that took that bet. I gave $1 back to Pete that I owed him. I gave $1 for Shane for giving me the idea, and I gave my my extra dollar to the bartender.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but it was just
2: funny. Like, it, it, it broke my brain that he thought of that. And then when it was happening in the episode, I was standing up. I was like, oh, <laughs> motherfucker! Like, it was like, like when people watch sports.
3: Yeah. I stand up all the time on Breaking Bad and i <laughs> Maybe not so much... Yeah, I probably did when Tuco showed up on episode one. I stood up for that. I was like, what?
2: Yeah, that... <laughs> All right, well, you want to read Brick Tales email?
3: Yeah. Okay. Email from Brick Tales. Hello, gentlemen and lady. Hello. Uh, I love the silences of this show. Insert long pause here. That's what I was doing. <laughs> <coughs> uh They're always willing to have long breaks in the action with no dialogue or even background music. Most shows would fill up that empty air, and I really appreciate how they just refuse to hear. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. And it's just like um, uh, Sadie was saying um, that Vince Gilligan said on the Insider podcast that uh, when um, the woman is coming down the stair chair and uh, then walking to Saul, it just takes so long. And they're prepared to wait. They're, they're prepared to film like a minute of just this woman coming, you know. Great. Yeah, don't rush it. That's good. Um, actually, this whole episode was quiet. I had expected that we'd jump straight back into the Nacho storyline or ongoing gr- drama about the Kettleman's. But this whole episode was about personal interactions. Jimmy and Kim, Jimmy and Chuck, Mike, and um, maybe his estranged daughter. I'm assuming that we get back to some more tension around Nacho and Jimmy getting pulled into something criminal, although – sorry. I actually thought – let me say that again. Um, I'm assuming we're going to get back into, into some more tension around Nacho and Jimmy getting pulled into something criminal. I actually thought that's where they were going with Ricky. Oh, okay. the guy Ricky at the beginning, yeah. Um, but I think a quieter episode like this helps build the anticipation. Yeah, I saw it as a bit quieter, like you said, but I also saw it as sort of finally a big dose of Jimmy comedy.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
3: Uh, hilarious bits with all of the different clients Jimmy consulted. I could have watched a whole episode just of him getting going on those consultation visits. <laughs> I That's love crazy. Jimmy. I love Jimmy at the retirement home. Oh, we didn't mention, yeah, um, Casa Tranquila, same mm-hmm. retirement home that Teal lived in. <laughs>
2: Was it fuck me? Oh my yep. god! I can't believe yep. I missed that. Fuck, that place is gonna need some renovation in a few years for sure. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yep. I wonder if that woman next door that saw saw Walt outside was eating a Jimmy Jello. Hello, sorry, a Jimmy Hello. Jello. <laughs> Hello, I love that.
2: I love that lady. She's so funny. She's so cute.
3: I hope she survived that blast. Um,
2: If you, if you look back like that blast was really focalized and it didn't mess up like any of the wall. Um, it's pretty amazing that it didn't just demolish the side of the building because Walt's a a huge, a a genius fuck up.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I love Jimmy at the retirement home, particularly the Jell-O or gelatin brand product. Mm -hmm. Um, how does that work? Anyway, I don't. You can just show up and say, "Here's a bunch of cello, Please have your residents eat it." That's <laughs> That's
2: point. <the> point. <laughs> totally not poisoned. I promise.
3: <laughs> yeah, and it has an ad on the bottom you know, need a will call McGill, but it doesn't have a phone number or anything. It's just like a picture of his face. And
2: like, so weird. Do people do that? Do they just go to like an old folks home and walk around and shake hands with people? Like, Hey, I'm a lawyer. Hey, lawyer here. Totally lawyer. How's that jello? That's me on the jello. I'm a lawyer. Bye bye. Like, it's weird.
3: It is funny though. Um, I'll be interested to see where they go with Mike. We know he's not happy to have left Philadelphia based on his comment before that no one likes being away from home. And that and the way he picked up that bat, uh, picked up a bat before answering the door, suggests that he's half expecting someone to track him down and attack him. Uh, is he on the run from the law? Uh, his old partner, maybe, seems to have shown up with some backup from the Albuquerque PD. Or my guess is he's on the run from, from some sort of criminal operation he got mixed up with in Philly, or maybe everyone who's watching Breaking Bad already knows Mike's whole backstory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we know bits. We know bits. Yeah, no, not much though, just tidbits. Yeah. Uh, by the way, on your last podcast, you talked about spoilers. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't ever worry about it. If I were truly worried about spoilers, I'd shut myself in a room until I'd watched every show ever made before I spoke to anyone. And then maybe the Albuquerque PD would burst in and tase me. (laughs) I've never understood people who whine about spoilers. Anyway, I'm a whiner about spoilers. Um, Anyway, I should get this sent as I think you record tonight. Gosh, you're big. You're so big. Look at you. Bricktails slash Bruce.
2: That's so fucking that toilet could
3: come. yeah it's just a twisted idea <laughs> he might, i'm Thanks. sorry
2: I'm sorry that you're kind of a that you're kind of a whiner about spoilers but i'm 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 on the same bricktails you don't know conversations that went on outside of podcasts uh of 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 past of of years ago where i'm it's me swearing and saying really insulting things to another human being because well quite frankly he was being a baby um
3: well, I I'll tell you my perspective. Like, if you're gonna tell me a spoiler about a movie that was made like last year or something, that's fair game. What I, the the type of spoilers I don't like is when it's about a TV show like Better Call Saul, and there's a spoiler about an upcoming episode that hasn't aired yet. That's the kind of spoiler I don't want. Like. If, it, right, if it's if it's already aired, I mean, it's fair game, I guess. But what I don't like is like when people like I don't like to watch the um. Well, they like right after the episode they'll have Scenes from next week and I'll have like a couple Of scenes and the way they do it um, Vince Gilligan Or Villigan (laughs) they cut it Together so you don't even know for sure what What dialogue goes with what scene Like so It doesn't give much away but then on the website They'll have another sneak peek video And a lot of people will watch that And start speculating about it online And I don't I don't watch that Sneak peek video I don't like to To see a scene from next week Because they'll
2: misdirect you on purpose for sure.
3: Yeah, Yeah. but I, 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 and but if someone and if someone leaks it or gets a hold of the script or something stuff like that, I don't want to hear that. Like,
2: I actually don't either, and that's what pissed me off about the whole thing with Tarantino and that script leaking. Because it's like I people that are real fans of his are gonna be
4: like,
2: (laughs) even if they read it, they'll still go watch the fucking movie. But, like, I, I'm i like, yeah, no, I'd rather be surprised about that for sure. So, anyway, but thanks for the email. Um, yeah. All right, we got one from Lana Banana. She says, good evening, Nick, Trent, and Sadie. Good evening. Sadie bailed on you, Lana. That's what happened. You said all those really good questions yeah. to make her life easier, and she left you. She left you.
3: Sorry. She left us all. She left
2: everyone. <laughs> um... <laughs> I am sure everyone else will discuss the details of this episode, and so I mostly want to touch on my overall thoughts of the season so far. Ooh, cool. Uh, I'm really enjoying the show, and I think the episodes are getting better and better each week. The writing, acting, directing, and editing are all brilliant, and the storylines are all very engaging. However, each week I still come away feeling slightly unsatisfied. I think it ultimately I think it ultimately comes down to me having an issue with this being a Breaking Bad spinoff. I loved Breaking Bad so much that I find it difficult to watch a show that is so similar and yet not the same. Every interesting camera angle, every cold open, every view of Albuquerque Desert, and I'm reminded of Breaking Bad. And pretty much every scene there is something that makes me think of the aforementioned show, and yet there's no wall, there's no Jesse, there's no cooking meth in the RV or wearing ski mask whilst stealing methylamine. Ultimately, I think I'm a bit too sentimental about Breaking Bad that I'd rather see all these talented people creating a completely new show with new characters rather than leeching off of Breaking Bad. Anyway, sorry to be all negative. It is a great show, and I'm sure I will carry on enjoying it. But I fear for me it will always be slightly tainted by the show that came before, Lana XXX. Um, I was thinking about that. I mentioned it briefly earlier. But I was thinking about this watching this episode that uh, – well, it's so far everyone that I've talked to about the show, I've said this feels like a giant special feature for Breaking Bad. Like it's a yeah. giant extra feature you'd find on a DVD, which – that means I kind of have the same feeling. Like this show is still not Breaking Bad, but we're not going to get any more Breaking Bad. And honestly, this is still better than a lot of other crap on TV. Um, the other thing that interests me is just, it's just intriguing to me. Breaking Bad kind of always had an overarching um, goal. Walt was always trying to make a big giant piece of money, being a huge meth- methamphetamine manufacturer. Whether it was for his family, whether it's you know, little things can change, but ultimately there was always a goal for the show. With this show it's just him trying to find his way in life. I guess if if there was one ultimate goal, it's for him to get to where he's a strip mall lawyer with a giant inflatable, you know, uh <laughs> statue of liberty yeah. on top of it and his walls painted. Yeah, we
3: loose. know where he's going to end up cuz we've seen it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and but that's not really a goal. It's where the it's the eventuality. But this show is literally just people bouncing from place to place. There's nobody there's Not everyone is playing into this larger thing. It's not all all roads are not converging towards this one thing, even though they are because we know where they're going to go. So that's what makes it kind of its own monster itself. It's intriguing. Yeah. It's Jimmy just trying to find his way, as people that are around Jimmy.
3: Um, yeah, I think... I mean, we all love Breaking Bad so much. Like I understand where Lana's coming from here in that sometimes when you watch and you get that sort of you see those desert scenes or anything that reminds you like even Loyola's diner where you know the, so many scenes were filmed in Breaking yep. Bad and then they're back there um in Better Call Saul yeah it, It it throws you back and then I find that when I throw in a Breaking Bad DVD to research something like I did last night when I was looking up that Mike and and, uh, Hank interrogation scene it's like it's kind of then it even makes you a little bit more wistful about Breaking Bad but here's what I think is that Breaking Bad we have like five actually six six years invested in that show Mm -hmm. like it took six years for them to air it so it's hard to sort of go back to the beginning and think about, like, if both of these shows started at the same time, but were separate shows, I don't, I don't know how we'd feel about it at this point, like five episodes in. Mm-hmm. Because when we think about Breaking Bad right now, we're thinking about it in its entirety. And we know, like, that deep, rich story that had, whatever it was, 60-some-odd episodes. Yeah. Um, We've only had five episodes of Better Call Saul, and they're building this this sort of prequel world with they're filling it with characters like nacho uh hamlin chuck uh, kim chuck Mm -hmm. and so um there's a lot so we know where jimmy's gonna end up at at the end of this but but there's a lot that can happen on the way and i think we're just the ball is just starting to roll down the hill here Mm -hmm. i mean you know if you really want to start thinking about where it can go i mean there's no chuck in breaking bad Mm
2: -hmm.
3: what happens to chuck you know what happens where
2: the fuck's chuck
3: where yeah, where the... <laughs> the fucks
2: Chuck? Yeah. You better call to... Saul. But where the fuck is Chuck? <laughs> um,
3: but yeah, so I I understand where she's coming from because it isn't Breaking Bad, and it's but it's got so many elements from it. It, it can make you homesick, if for a lack of a better word. Um, but I I'm still really enjoying, and I think the the acting is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I mean, if you listen to the inner, Insider podcast about this episode. And listen to um, uh, Kim, the actress that plays Kim. What's her real, uh, real? Anyway, yeah, I can't man. remember the name. It's a bit difficult. But um, um, about how much effort they put into uh, acting these scenes, and and how much thinking about it they put into it before they actually play it. It's really amazing how much effort they're putting into it. So I'm I'm really I have to say I, I'm. I am not feeling sad at the end of the episodes or like I'm missing something. I'm, I'm really enjoying every minute of it.
2: Yeah. If we were going to follow any character that to, to find out how they got to where they did, like Jimmy's, Saul is the one that I would want to follow. So to me, and to Mike, me, I well,
3: love Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Well, we're getting both. Yeah. We're getting a yeah. double whammy. Um, but, it,
1: Oh my I God, are you guys still on the phone?
2: Yes. Uh, yeah, we're just trying finished to wrap that. it up, and now you're going to come back and 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 bug us.
1: I'm not. I just walked downstairs to grab my glasses, and I heard you. Good night. Love you. <laughs> bye. Love
2: you. Bye.
3: <laughs> bye, city. <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, no, um, we we do need to wrap this up. I got to pack stuff. I got to figure out how to get beers and cheese curds into a plane.
3: Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> so anyway. Um, yeah, no, excited and kind of sad as well. We're all a bit homesick, but uh, you know, we're we're all living. It's, we have to grow up at some point in time. So it's a yeah. As Blink One Eight Two says, this is growing up. Um, that's ter that's fucking terrible. Why would I quote Blink One Eight Two? What's wrong with me? Um, Nick, <laughs> if people wanted to get in touch with us, what would they do? Like if they wanted to be like these awesome people, like Lana and Bricktails and Mark and Shenogel.
3: They should probably email us, and they could do so at Baltic Effect. All one word at gmail dot com.
2: And if they want to show us that they love us, where should they go?
3: Facebook. Facebook's good.
2: Um, but yeah, do all those things. Go on the Facebook, on the iTunes, and, and rate and review us and stuff. If you're not getting all of our other shows, then go find our other main feed. Just look at Baltic Effect on iTunes. Yeah. You know how to do it. You love us. That's why we love you. Come on and let's, let's do this thing, man. I have an. Quiz
3: questions? Into... Quiz questions go to Sadie. So send them to BalticSadie at gmail com.
2: Exactly. I was about to just tell him to send him to Baltic effect <laughs> and be a dick. She's not here.
3: <laughs> send them to Nick Cr. Uh. <laughs>
2: but uh thank you very much for listening. Hope we uh Yeah, I you know, appreciate
3: it. Some, All yeah. the letters and emails and stuff.
2: And uh, my name is Trent, the fellow's name was Nick.
3: Definitely definitely no tasers. I can't emphasize that enough.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so big. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Did she say anything? Did she
5: have a High on a hill was a lonely goat herd. Lay, or, lay, or, lay, 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 Loud was the voice of the lonely goat herd. Lay, hood lay, or, loo. Folks in a town that was quite remote heard. Lay, or, lay, or, lay, or. Lusty and clear from the goat herd's throat. Heard. Lay, hood lay, or, Of a castle moat heard lay or lay or lay. Or. Men on a road with a load to tote heard lay or lay or, or Men in the midst of a toppled not heard lay or lay or lay. Or. Men drinking beer with a foam of float, heard lay or lay or, or. <laughs> <laughs> One little girl in a pale pink. She yodeled back to the lonely herd, lay on lay on no. Soon her mama with a gleaming glow, her, lay on no. a lay on a lay on a lay a girl and a girl lay lay on lay Lady Ode-low. Soon her mama with a gleaming gloat heard lady or the lady Mhm what did you eat for a girl and go to lay lay Happy old day, lady oh lady leo. Oh, lady, oh, lady lady Then you become a trio. lady or the lady